This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, we're talking about learning, and we're interviewing several PR professionals at various stages in their career about the learning process that has made them the professional they are today. Regardless of your industry, these professionals share insights that will help you become a better employee at your company. So we hope you'll stay tuned and listen in for this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly and I'm joined by a special guest hailing from Starkville, Mississippi. Her name is Abby and we're gonna talk all things PR communication today. Um, So I will let Abby go ahead and introduce herself. So like Taylor said, my name is Abby. I am a senior at Mississippi State University majoring in communication with a concentration in public relations. And I actually graduate in 48 days from now. So cheers to that. Yes, very exciting. Um, Hopefully we'll get to hear a little bit about what you have kind of planned post-grad, but we can get into that a little bit later. Um, So I would really like to start at the beginning. Uh, Personally, I did not come into college wanting to study public relations. And quite honestly, I don't think I even really knew what public relations was. Um, It wasn't until I had like a crisis of confidence my freshman year and I sat down with my advisor and she was like, you like these things, just try PR. And she kind of like shooed me along. And so I got into it and I realized this was a really interesting field and something I wanted to study further. So I wanted to ask, why did you choose public relations? How did you kind of end up on this course? Was it your original major or uh, did you discover it some other way? So in high school, I was really involved in our TV station. I did interviews after football games, basketball games, baseball games, and I was editor of our newspaper. So I knew going into college that I wanted to do something in the communication field. I actually started out in broadcasting, however, but after taking an intro to mass media course in the fall of my freshman year, I realized I really enjoyed kind of the study of all the different communication channels. And I liked that kind of more than the broadcasting side. So I decided to do a double concentration in broadcasting and PR. But my sophomore year, after job shadowing at a TV station in Tupelo, Mississippi, I realized that broadcasting was not for me. (laughs) I, I, I like to be more behind the scenes and I really enjoy writing and making strategic plans, which is why I figured out that PR was the right direction for me to go in. It sounds like we had a little bit of a similar experience. I was also in um, what was called radio and television and film at my high school. And I was the same as you. I never wanted to be the girl on the morning announcements. I always liked to be the person behind the computer, like writing the script or editing. Um, And I also found, and this is a trend that we've seen in the industry, even folks who studied journalism, whether they studied kind of formal print journalism or radio, television, film journalism, start out in that field and end up transitioning to PR. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's a really common path for a lot of people. um, And and what you said about the diversity of skill sets that you develop within PR, I think that's attractive to a lot of students. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So studying public relations, there is so much to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, And at most universities, in my experience, you start with a core curriculum. Um, So that's your like, world history, literature, those kind of basic ed courses that you're required to graduate with a four-year degree from university. And so I wanted to ask, what of your core curriculum classes have you been able to use the most in now your major courses? 
Um, two classes come to mind. Um, psychology class that I took my freshman year. It was really interesting to understand why people do the things they do, you know, the theory behind it. And I think I've used theories that I've learned in psychology, NPR, and understanding how to promote a brand or promote a social media. And another course that I believe has helped me in public relations is history. Um, a lot of PR people, Paul Revere was one of the first yeah. PR practitioners we learned in principles of public relations. So I think that history has really benefited me in public relations because it's interesting to see how PR has transitioned since the founding of our country in, in the Civil War, in the World War One and Two. So I believe history and psychology are two of my core classes that have really benefited me in my public relations courses. It's really interesting that you say that because we, when we think of PR, at least when I learned about the history of public relations, you think of like the Rockefeller era of the United States. So kind of post-industrial, these big businesses are rising up. And so um, they're putting the messages out. But like you said, there have been people since the history of time who have tried to use various methods to get messages out to people. And so really, as long as people have been able to communicate, there have been public relations professionals. Mm -hmm. um, and so I agree. I think having a firm understanding of history, both recent and ancient, is helpful um, because a lot of those tactics that people use to get in front of their audiences a long time ago are just as relevant today because ultimately um, PR, like you said, with your psychology course, mm -hmm. taps into people's desires and their needs. And so um, those have not changed really over history. Mm -hmm. People still desire to belong and to feel like they understand what's happening in the world around them and so we are still tasked with with meeting those needs so i think those are two great courses to apply to your pr studies yes so one of the things that was really hard for me coming out of school is you learn about public relations and you're like okay i can write a i can write a press release or what what have you but figuring out what what do I even do with a PR degree? What field do I go into? What really even is a PR firm? But I think the main thing um, that you learned in school is how to manage a workload. Because no matter what industry you ultimately go into, whether you do corporate PR, nonprofit PR, work for an agency or a firm, you have to be able to manage a diverse workload, take on projects and implement strategies. Mm -hmm. um, so could you talk with me about practical skills that you've gained as a PR student that maybe aren't PR strategy based, but are more kind of business management and practical life skills. Mm -hmm. One thing I began to understand in college is learning about myself and how I work best. I really enjoy looking at the Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram three. So my thing to get my work done is handwritten checklists. I love to sit down at the beginning of the week, write down exactly what I need to do draw a box and check that off. And that's, I know it sounds really simple, but that's a way that I'm able to get my stuff done. Being involved in different organizations around campus and PRSSA and having an internship as a full-time student, I find that delegating certain times of the day to complete each task for the different organizations has helped me the most. 
at my internship, I do my internship things. In the afternoon, I work on PRSSA. At night, I work on my homework. So I find that scheduling out different tasks and delegating what I'm going to do throughout the day has really helped me be able to time manage everything and also just having that checklist and understanding my personality and how I complete the work um, in the most productive way. And that's something that will serve you really well as a professional. Uh, First and foremost, the ability to self-evaluate and say, you know, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. How can I use my strengths to overcome my weaknesses and be a better professional? Um, I'm the same as you. I have to block my day off. And then some days I'm better at it than others. Um, I'm a morning person. So I know if I need to write a big project or if I need to be especially creative on a project, it's got to be the first thing that I do in the morning. Because if I put it off until the end of the day, I'm at at my worst. And so I'm not going to deliver as good of work. Um, And so being able to self-identify that is a really great skill to have. Um, We are also Enneagram followers in our (laughs) office. So I'm an Enneagram one, which is an interesting thing to be in the PR field because nobody is perfect. And yet I hold myself to that standard. So Mm -hmm. things like editing have come hard to me, but it's a really important part of our industry and something Mm -hmm. again, that I have to use my strengths to try to overcome some of those challenges. I agree. So within your major classes, has there been anything that you've studied, a particular class or even a lesson within a class that has been really interesting to you? And how do you hope to apply what you've learned uh, through that course or through that lesson to your future um, current internships or career? A class that I've learned a lot of lessons from is public relations case problems. It's interesting to see big corporations that have failed in their public relations plan and researching to say, why, why did they not have this implemented? What went wrong? Who was doing the wrong messaging? Did you inform investors or stakeholders of, of what was going on? One case that comes to my mind um, was in Los Angeles with the water department. I think they had maybe a pump gone wrong or something and a water leak spilled everywhere and they didn't inform the city in enough time and they didn't inform the investors. And it, it was just a major, major crisis. And they actually were clients of um, a huge PR firm in Los Angeles. And they, it just found out their research that they didn't have the correct plans in. So I think analyzing those different cases and case problems will help me if I work for a PR firm or corporate PR or even nonprofit, because you need to have those crisis communication plans in your back pocket because you never know when something wrong is going to happen. For instance, in Houston a few weeks ago when they had the big snowstorm and no one had power for weeks, I know the utilities companies really struggled for that. So I think learning about this case problems, figuring out crisis communications is really going to help me in the workforce and, and be able to handle a situation when something doesn't go the right way. And I think that that is critically important. Sometimes I watch these crises unfold on a national scale. And you would think if I am in the PR department at a water utility, what is the one crisis that I would plan for? Because it's probably going to happen at some point. And it would be like a water main break that would Mm -hmm. like, that would be Mm -hmm. the number one thing that I would think could happen. Um, And yet time and again, I mean, I took a case studies class that covered completely different examples from the ones you brought up, 
And um, specifically, I remember we studied um, SeaWorld and following the death of Don Branchow in the filming of the documentary Blackfish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would think if I'm working in PR at SeaWorld, the number one thing that I would be planning for is what happens if one of our trainers is killed and or injured by one of our animals. Like that is number mm-hmm. one, the, the worst case scenario crisis. And yet mm-hmm. it seemed that they had nothing ready to go. There were no plans. Um, and so to be able to learn from that and to say, number one, you have these tragedies where you these things happen and you've got to number one, be able to respond empathetically, but also like you said, how do you inform stakeholders? How do you deliver messages in a timely fashion? How do you try to control the media narrative? Um, And so learning from mistakes, seeing where other people went wrong, seeing where the narrative got out of control and where it was controlled appropriately helps us create pathways to hopefully prevent those types of things from happening to our clients in the future. Um, So I agree. I think that's a really interesting Mm -hmm. class and one that will hopefully serve you well. When I was was in school, the the class that was really challenging for me um, was called style and design. And we had to almost, not quite, but almost quite literally memorize the AP style book. (laughs) And we were quizzed on, um, we would get three pages front and back, legal size paper. And these documents were filled with AP style errors. And we had to go in and find all of the errors and correct them. And that class was so hard for me, um, especially in the beginning, because I was like, how do I even start to commit all of these things to memory? Slowly started to develop strategies and ended up doing well in the course. But have you found a class that was especially challenging to you in PR? And what did you do to overcome some of those challenges and to ultimately find success in that class? The most challenging course I've had so far in PR is public relations and research. Um, I have never done a survey before prior to the course, so it was learning from the ground up in that class on how to reach your audience. If you want to do a focus group, mail survey, online survey, who's your target publics, how many people do you want to fill out this survey? And the questions in the survey I found were really difficult to learn. We, we learned how to form the questions, you know, yes or no, if you're going to have fill in the blank. And I took that course last semester or two semesters ago in the spring when COVID hit and we were in the middle of our survey. So we had to go home, had to figure out how are we going to get the word out about the survey? How are we going to distribute it? How are we going to make sure it's filled out in the timely manner? And then how we're going to evaluate the survey. So that was really challenging for me because I had never done anything like that before. And because of COVID, it was difficult to figure out how are we going to figure out the logistics behind the survey. But thankfully, I was assigned a group. We worked together. We figured it out. We got every person that needed to fill out the survey, fill it out, we were able to evaluate and I was able to learn a tremendous amount from that class and realize how much research plays into public relations because that's the first step in the four step process, research. So we have to have that background. And even though that course was challenging, I'm really glad Mississippi State offers that because it's helped me learn a lot and apply that to um, writing four step process for brands. Absolutely. And I think uh, research is one of those things that, like you said, every little element 
can make or break the success of a survey or a focus group. So is your survey um, easily accessible on a mobile device? Like, are you using a platform that people can easily fill out on their phone? The phrasing of a question, the way that you pose the question and the language that you use down to specific words can drastically change the outcome. And so there's a lot of things to consider when working on a survey, but the information is critically important to us as PR professionals, because what we gather is, like you said, the foundation of campaigns that we work on. So um, yes, I agree. It's, it's a challenge for me also as a professional, um, but one that is worth overcoming. And it sounds like you had great success with your team and, and finding a way to make it work in spite of already challenging circumstances and then mm -hmm. a pandemic that hits. <laughs> so yes. If that's not real world experience, then I don't know what is. <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of wrap up by talking about lessons that you've learned by working with PR professionals, either through PRSA, watching your professors and how they worked with their previous establishments and projects, or any professionals that you just have interacted with through mentorship, shadowing programs and internships. Um, what have you learned from watching those people and how they work that maybe you wouldn't have picked up in a PR course? I have learned from my professors and from having speakers come at our PRSSA meetings at Mississippi State that networking is, to me, one of the most important things in public relations. It seems when I connect with a new speaker from PRSSA on LinkedIn, oh, they're friends with two of my professors from Mississippi State, or they're connected with someone that I interned with. It's just the PR field is all connected. And I learned that they stay in touch with other public relations professionals when they need something or when they have a question about a client or anything, just to have that network and be able to make connections with people and build relationships is a a key thing that I've learned. I hope to continue to do that in my future PR career. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. Um, I want to close with kind of just one last question. Mm -hmm. um, what are you most excited about as you're preparing to graduate and um, enter the professional workforce, if that's what you plan to do? I do plan to enter the professional workforce. I think I'm most excited about the challenge. I know wherever position I end up in, it's going to be learning and long hours and hardworking, but I'm really ready for that challenge and, and learning something new and learning from people that are higher up in the position that can teach me things that I don't know yet and to just really hone in on my PR skills and craft. Well, Abby, again, thank you so much. You can now add podcast guest to your resume. So hopefully that will help you as you're um, looking to secure a position after graduation. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Off the Rock on the Record. We're still recording virtually and hopefully one day we'll be able to get back in the studio together. But we're really excited about the content that we've got scheduled for the rest of the season. So if you haven't already, like and subscribe to us. You can find us in the Apple Podcast app or on um, SoundCloud. We'd love to have you there. And if you like this episode, give us a five-star review or drop a comment that helps more people find our content. Until then, we will see you next time.